this week on the Crossroads Podcast, we travel through time to modern times. So join us as we discuss Encino Man and an American Pickle. I'm your host, Rob. And I'm your other host, Brian. So let's start with the older one and go Encino Man from 1992, starring Pauly Shore, Sean Astin, and Brendan Fraser, directed by Les Mayfield. Yes. So... Not a lot of people talk about Pauly Shore anymore. <laughs> yes. He was uh, pretty prevalent in the 90s. Yeah. And it's... then just kind of fell off the face of the earth. It's it's one of those things where, like, if you had to explain to someone who'd never heard of him who Pauly Shore was and why he was famous, you would probably draw a blank. I still am unsure how he got famous, but all his movies are pretty funny. Yeah, he, he had a very he, he's one of those actors who had a very distinct character mm-hmm. that he always played in everything he's just kind of that that weird friendly stoner so kind of like seth rogan kind of like seth rogan so, uh, a little 90s less, seth rogan yes seth rogan is goofier and can be a little meaner but always seems to have the right let's heart in the right place mm-hmm. whereas uh, Polly shore is just kind of totally out for his own and he seems like a nice guy, but he doesn't really seem to want to do anything ever. And he's got that signature, hey, buddy. <laughs> he's got this very distinct way of speaking that's sort of English, but not necessarily all the way. But it really adds a charm to every character he plays. Yes. Granted, they're all the same character, but yes. but even if you're in the other room listening, you can just be like, that's that's Pauly Short. Yes. He, I think the biggest thing he's done in a while was he was uh, Max's weird friend in a Goofy movie. Oh yeah, the weird leaning the tower of cheese. <laughs> and he he was also in an Adam Sandler movie, one of the good ones on Netflix. He played himself for about three minutes. <laughs> That's about as much as people can handle Polly Shore yeah. these days, unfortunately. Because uh, Encino Man, I think, is a very fun movie. It was my uh, first time seeing it. I saw it years ago, probably at least twenty years ago, and watching it since then. It was like watching it new, and I had a great time. It's yeah, very it, fun. It's you know the the basic concept is there's this this kid played by Sean Astin who is a nerd in high school and he wants to be well remembered and he wants to be the king of the school and for some reason he's digging a pool in his backyard and they never really explain why he's doing this. He wants to have a pool party. <laughs> so when he's digging this pool in his backyard, he uncovers a frozen caveman. And he just puts it in his uh, in his shed, and it thaws and just comes back to life. There's um, no real science to it at all. You don't need science. No. Well, they explain it in history class. A that, little bit. Yeah, he's a caveman. Yeah. And that's really about it. And uh, Brendan um, Fraser plays the caveman, and he's clearly having a blast. I love Brendan Fraser. I really wish he did more movies in the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. But he's back, and... He's great, so check out his newer yeah, stuff. He's, but he's fantastic. I've always been a huge Brendan Fraser fan, and he always plays that like charismatic, lovable goofball. Mm-hmm. And seeing him play a caveman who doesn't really know what's going on mm-hmm. is a nice change of pace, but he's still that charismatic, lovable goofball. Yeah, and one thing I really liked is that he doesn't seem to understand anyone because he doesn't speak their language, but he, he emotes, he communicates, he makes his feelings known and he understands how people like what people are going through he relates to them and i liked that he's a full character not just a joke he gives a a full-fledged like 
physical acting. Oh, like yeah. you said, not much dialogue, but he gets the point across with pure arm movements and facial expressions. Yes, and as the movie goes on, he picks up more and more language. So he does start to put some sentences together by the end. And it's a it's a pretty heartfelt little performance. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little sh- quick comedy. Yeah. It's less than 90 minutes. I think it's like 80 <laughs> minutes. It, it goes by quick. It's a good time. I had a smile on my face the whole time. Yeah. And it, it's just funny seeing a caveman in what was then modern times, yeah. 1992. And it's funny watching that now, 20 years later, 30 yeah, years later, later, seeing how different 92 was to yeah. 2020. Yeah. I mean, look what we were talking about last week is a very different depiction of California. They're in Southern California, though, I believe. Yeah. I don't really know quite where Encino is, but. I think that's Southern California. Based on the culture of the movie, it's Southern California. Yeah. And it's uh, it's inoffensive. You know, There's it's a very much a high school movie. Yeah. There's the, the high school jocks who, you know, want to want to beat up the nerd. And there's the nerd who wants to get with the girl. And it's a pretty paint-by-numbers coming-of-age movie. Yeah. But it's done in a fun, a, a different manner. And, you know, we don't get a lot of coming-of-age movies anymore. No. It's all superhero movies now. So, so it's a nice <laughs> change of pace for that. And yeah. Holly yeah. Shore is always a sight for Sora. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean Aston's character is definitely the lead of the mm-hmm. film, but unfortunately, I think he gets overshadowed. He gets overshadowed by Polly Shore being Polly Shore, and this was like his first big thing. Right around the same time that uh, that Jim Carrey was kind of popping on the scene as well. Yeah, and it's a shame they didn't do a movie together. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Maybe now. Maybe, and uh, Brendan Fraser being you know kind of the star of the show, it's it leaves Sean Aston with not a whole lot to do. He's kind of like the driving force to get those two characters from scene to scene. Yes, pretty much. There, he has his family, which includes one of the dude, um, Richard Mauser from The Thing, which was cool to see him in anything. He looks the same in oh, every yeah. movie he's ever in. That's what he's from. I couldn't quite place his yeah. face while watching it. He's, I believe he's also in It, in the miniseries It, very briefly. Uh, okay. I believe he played adult Stan, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. But yeah, he's he pops up every once in a while, and he's he's fun to watch. What was your favorite scene in this movie? As much as I didn't want it to be, I think it's the scene when um, Stony takes Link to the the um, the convenience store, and they're just there's like oh yeah, he's just picking out all this junk food and calling it like the major food groups. Yeah, that's a pretty classic Polly Shore <laughs> scene. I okay. think. Yeah, get a wheeze the juice. Oh, I can't even <laughs> say it the way that he says it. The juice. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in this movie also came back with Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. Yeah, there's a couple like, of people, uh, including the proprietor of the yep, convenience store. That's he's, what made me think of that. <laughs> yeah, he's the, the leader of the Magi in that yeah, movie. For such a like weird comedy movie, there's pretty good casting in this. Yeah. Granted, none of these people really had a name yet, but watching it now, like, oh, yeah. so-and-so went to this brendan fraser went to that yeah it's uh it's kind of a shame that brendan fraser's career kind of fell off for a while because he's he's always been very talented i heard he quit hollywood for a while so i don't don't know if it's more he just didn't get work or if he just didn't want to do it but there were some things that he had been the victim of some uh some pretty heinous stuff and that would you know we're not gonna get into that because that's not what we do here but But like I said, he's back in Doom Patrol and he's killing yeah. it. So he, um, he was just recently on uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, which is a Scrubs podcast I really like. He he's 
he had a couple episodes on that show, and he came back to talk about that. That was very cool. Did he uh, have good things to say? Oh yeah, cool. He um, I, he's I, in one of the most memorable episodes of Scrubs that I won't get into because it's pretty spoiler heavy, but it's definitely worth checking out. I never got huge out. into Scrubs, but I'll watch anything Brendan Fraser's yeah. in. He's only those three kind of work as a short story, so you could just watch those three and okay. you get a complete, a cool. complete story, without having to know too much about the show. Yeah. So that that works out. Uh, would you watch Encino Man 2? There is an Encino Man 2. Is there? There's an Encino Woman. It features none of the same oh. actors, but some of the same characters. I did not watch it, but it exists. <laughs> Apparently, it's it's not very good. And I it pushed this is my <laughs> first time hearing about it. It was, I believe, made, uh, released as a direct-to-TV movie. That sounds about right. <laughs> so it kind of set up for the sequel at the end of this, and yeah. out of nowhere, too. But, but uh, Link... Brendan Fraser's character does appear in Polly Shore's next two films. He has a, a short cameo in um, Son-in-Law. I only watched the, the cameos that he yeah. has. They're on YouTube. He uh, He's at a party, and he's still behaving the same way he behaves in this movie. He, he pulls a frog from somewhere and cooks it and eats part of the frog. And in in the army now he walks through and talks in complete sentences and says don't eat the chicken it tastes like frogs here give me that chicken and he walks away eating the chicken <laughs> so Encino trilogy <laughs> yes he just really likes frogs cool uh, so that's all i really have to say about yeah, this it's pretty it's, paint by numbers coming of age comedy yeah, from the early 90s it's worth offensive yeah. you know it's not there's nothing there's nothing really gross there's nothing really mean-spirited it's you know it feels like a hangout movie yeah Pretty much. I would, I'd recommend it to anyone who wants a quick 80 minute comedy with some good cast. Yeah. Or yeah, if you're just in the mood for an old 90s flick. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh man, this is weaponized 90s. <laughs> the only thing would be more 90s would be those like a ska band that breaks oh out in the God. middle. <laughs> Other than, I mean, it's the clothes, the hair, the, uh, the, the dialect. And Polly Shore is the most egregious, but it's there, definitely. One of the scenes that really made me feel old was when they were in the convenience store and just seeing all the old candy bar wrappers. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of those don't exist anymore, right. and the prices were very low. Yep. Oh, and, man. Um, I don't think even... Well, 7-Eleven does still exist, I believe. But, but it's more like a gas station. Yeah. It's, it's the less convenience store, more gas station. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's all the ones that I know of around here that weren't gas stations have closed. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a couple like on the corner, but now it's mostly independently owned bodegas, yeah. which, which are good, but not the same extent as a Seven Eleven. Yeah. But let's move on to the 2020 film, An American Pickle. Yes, which is produced and starring uh, Seth Rogen. It was directed. Sorry, look up the uh, the director is Brendan Troust, making his feature film debut. He's previously been a cinematographer, which I think was the right choice. Oh, for sure. Um, he he'd been the the cinematographer on a bunch of films with Seth Rogen, so they clearly trusted him. And it's based on a short story called Sellout by Simon Rich, who also wrote the screenplay. Uh, it is also a sort of someone gets f- not frozen in this case. He but gets he's in an unfortunate pickling <laughs> accident. Yes. So, quick little summary. Seth Rogen's characters. Uh, Seth Rogen plays two characters. Herschel Greenbaum, who is an immigrant from unspecified uh, Eastern European country, and he falls into a vat of pickling chemical or pickle pickling brine and is pickled for a hundred years, and then wakes up and is fine in the middle of modern day Brooklyn. Uh, Seth Rogen also plays Herschel's grandson Ben, looking more like himself. 
uh, as Herschel. He's got a big beard, and he's mm-hmm. you know, he actually grew that beard, so that that wasn't fake. Yeah, um, they definitely had to film every scene twice. Oh yeah, and you you can tell one of them's green screened in. Yeah, it's it's a little jarring at first, but it really fades away after you keep yeah. keep moving on. It, the 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 scenes with two of them they do feel like they're in the same room like the acting feels very authentic which is interesting because they were they were shot not they couldn't obviously go back and forth because he he grew a beard to play herschel and then shaved it to play ben um and then apparently thought of one really funny joke and then grew the beard again waited 10 months and then shot that one thing which joke i don't know oh i think (laughs) my personally i think it's the bit in the beginning when he's digging the ditch and then starts to use his hands because his shovel breaks but i have no idea because i can't think of anything else it could have (laughs) been funny he would spend 10 months of production time just to grow a beard for one joke and not just cgi it well if you're the producer i mean you can do what you want very true (laughs) he he puts up the money and all that stuff so but yeah so half of this movie i thought was very good the first half is very strong it kind of loses its reason for being as it goes on it's a lot of the the middle is a lot of the same joke over and over yeah. but i think it ends pretty strong yes the the funny foreigner joke i think gets old pretty quickly mm-hmm. and it relies on that a little bit too much and you know, kind of making fun of hipsters, I guess that's yeah. warranted. I mean, I'm a hipster, so I'm I'm cool with, with taking a little uh, on the knee here. But it goes on for a little bit too mm-hmm. long, and then it gets into political stuff, which is weird. Yeah, and it doesn't really go anywhere with that. Yeah. It sets up for a big political thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna get too into spoilers since it's new, but then it just forgets about that. Yeah, and. Because, like, halfway through the movie, I'm like, all right, I see where this movie's heading. And then it takes a complete left turn, and I was wrong. Yeah, it, the first half is, is very strong, and mm. I'd recommend watching it just for that. I mean, uh, Seth Rogen as Herschel is really doing some acting. He's really good as mm. Herschel, and, like, he, he holds his own for the whole movie. And, unfortunately, when he plays the grandson, he's just kind of Seth Rogen. Yeah, and, like, it kind of even schlubbier sadder seth rogan than i've seen in a while like it, it makes sense considering yeah. some plot points but yeah but it, it just it sucks the energy out because herschel mm. even when he's being kind of obnoxious is a very lively character you know he's you just kind of give him a hug he's yeah. been through a ton even before he got pickled he had been through a lot of heartache and he always had a smile and he always was you know trying his hardest mm. and that's commendable i think part of part of Partly from acting and partly from the script, I really think they nailed Herschel's dialogue. Oh, yeah. He feels right out of 1919. Yes. The, uh, the short story, I didn't finish it, but I've read part of it. It's available for free at the New Yorker online if you want to read it. Um, it's written in that, that kind of dialect, so the author clearly has an ear for it. And Seth Rogen, I'm not sure if he, I'm sure he had Jewish yeah. grandparents because he's very Jewish. But it has that very distinct rhythm and... <laughs> He doesn't seem to know English all that well, so he uses his name instead of I a lot of the time. And yeah. You can you can feel it. It feels authentic, and he's great there. I didn't have time to read the short story, but would you say it's pretty accurate to the From the, the bit movie? that I read, yes. Uh, it helps that the author adapted yeah. the screenplay. And I think that he probably added show. a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, it's sure mostly... he was on set, too. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Seth Rogen and crew, they're very improv-heavy, mm-hmm. but improv within the world they create, so... It's not too bad. This movie didn't feel very improv to me because 
having to do improv jokes against yourself just doesn't work. Yeah. So I think they wrote a lot of the jokes in the script, maybe a writing writer's room. Yeah. But then, you know, you think of a joke and film if, it later. Yeah. If you've already shaved your beard, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you have to move on. I'm glad they didn't CGI the beard. Yeah, though. it could have been. Well, that was the thing. Seth Rogen apparently is not a big fan of fake beards mm-hmm. in movies. And I can understand. It always looks a little bad. Yeah. Uh, so he went for the full route and... The um, the poster for the movie was shot with a period authentic camera, which I think adds yeah that some poster looks it. legit. And Did the they st- film the first half with an authentic camera? It, it looks pretty it legit looks too. Pretty legit. It's very possible, and that's becoming more common. Mm-hmm. Like after the lighthouse. Yeah, I think Robert Eggers really up the standard. Yeah, it it looks very good. If it's not then they definitely consulted with it and did some really good stuff in post. A nice touch that's subtle is on each frame, it's the the box around is like, good way to explain it, out of focus and kind of like almost fish-eyed. Yeah, it's a little, the colors are a little muted. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes when something's a little more important, it kind of pops a little bit. But yeah, it's that was one of the things I think that endeared me to this right away was that it felt more... I felt more authentic. Yeah, they put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem that I have with this is that the beginning is very much from Herschel's point of view, and then when you get to modern times, even though Herschel's still kind of the point of view character, Ben kind of becomes the focus, and he's just not as interesting. Yeah, like you learn his backstory in chunks throughout the movie, Yeah, and it all comes together nicely. Yes. And I, I think the ending really hits strong yes but that whole middle section where they're kind of feuding it it got old quick yeah it's yes it would have been a really good like if you could release it as like an hour-long film or something it might have been better that way if you could like size some of the stuff in the the movie it's barely 90 minutes i think it's 91 minutes with credits and i think they were stretching to hit that that 90 minute runtime so they were probably planning for a theatrical release. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff you could have cut out that's kind of repetitive. There's some some padding there, definitely. Um, Herschel does start a business, and some of that seems like you could have clipped out a bunch of that. That was my favorite part of that middle section, though. <laughs> I, I wish they expanded more on that instead of taking the weird political turn. True. That didn't really need, that really yeah. didn't need to be I would have really liked to see Herschel's pickle empire really... <laughs> take over how weird would it have been if it had gone into like a uh, a breaking bad but with pickles that's kind of <laughs> what i was thinking because you know he herschel hits his goal fairly early in the movie mm-hmm. so it would have been nice to see him just take over the pickle world with just found objects uh, i want to try an authentic herschel pickle <laughs> uh, would you watch yeah. an american pickle too I have no idea. Um, I would like to see Herschel come back, but not with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Or, I mean, Seth Rogen can certainly play him, but... That, that's without, what I well, mean, not without acting ben. against... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Bring in, like, James Franco. Yeah. He's probably not up to too much these days. Yeah, probably not. Bring in Dave Franco. I don't care. Bring in any of them. I think yeah. Seth Rogen has really good chemistry with mm. any of those people, any of those actors he works with. Yeah. So it could... I know why they brought yeah. him, why he's playing both Ben and Herschel, yeah. but I think it would have just been a better movie with another actor. And the funny part is, he didn't want to play Herschel. He only wanted to play Ben. And hmm. I think he's so much better as Herschel. He's actually acting for yeah. once, and it's really nice to see him do something with a script. 
Yeah, he's him as Herschel is one of the better parts of the movie. It's the movie's confused. It has some some tonal problems and pacing issues, but his performance is one of the strong points. His performance as Herschel. Okay. You forget sometimes it's the same actor because yeah. the acting is so different. When I went into this, I I went into this pretty blind. I didn't know he was playing both characters. Mm. And when they first show that shot of Ben turning around and it's Seth Rogen, my mind was blown. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did know that going in. I'm really happy I did it. it that's probably why I like the movie a little better than you did. Because I, I didn't know what to expect. And that scene just blew me away. I was laughing for a good five minutes. Yeah. Yes, I, I also would have, I hope they don't do what Encina Woman did and like bring his wife into modern times. I think that... They established that she's already dead, yes, though. Yes, that would have undermined a lot of his growth as a character yeah. and a lot of what they're saying about... Cause it, it's one of those things where like fa family is found more than created, or more than like... So family is found and created more than like necessarily... Born into. Yes. I think that's kind of what they're getting at. Mm -hmm. it, 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 when it gets there, it's quite sweet. But yeah. until that point. Uh. Yeah. So I, I have to agree with you with the tonal issues. Because mm. when it's serious, it's very good. Mm. When it's funny, it's good. But then when it tries to mix the two together, it doesn't yeah. work as well. Yes. There's It does go into some cool places. It's definitely worth viewing, especially the first half. Yeah. Um, I can't say it's a full recommend. I may have to borrow from Cinema Sins and call it a record warm because it's not. It's not a hundred percent recommend. It's, it's. I think it's a a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um. I think most of the general audience will enjoy it. They will like it, but I don't see myself watching it more than once. Yeah. It's too bad that cinemas aren't open because I think this would be a fun movie to watch with a crowd mm -hmm. because there's some there's some silly action it's not you know anything super but it, things that would definitely get yeah. get a crowd reaction and there's yeah. some cheer lines and definitely would have played to an audience well i think which movie of these two encino man and american pickle do you think did the uh frozen in time trope better it's a tough question i think probably encino man just because it wasn't trying to be as high-minded about it, mm -hmm. it was just dumb fun. I have to agree with you on that. I part of that is Brendan Fraser and Paulie Shore. Yeah, and Seth Rogen's great. I love Seth Rogen, but just watching him act with himself took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, it, it took away some of that character chemistry that you tend to get with more of his improv movies. Yes. And the fact that Ben doesn't seem to have anyone to talk to is part of his character, but it also limits what he can do as a character. Yeah. And it's it's sad when you find out what's really going on, but it's also like, I don't... The other character's more fun. Let's bring him back. Let's yeah. deal with him for a while. Yeah, like I was watching it for Herschel, not oh, for Ben. Yeah, Herschel is definitely the reason to see this movie. <laughs> they should have got Brendan Fraser to play Herschel. Or maybe the investor dude. That would have been fun. Oh, yeah. Nice little cameo. Yeah. Name him Link. <laughs> that would have been such a joke that no one would get except for know. us, apparently. <laughs> but uh, both movies are good. I, yeah. I recommend both. They're pretty similar. Yeah. I so. mean, there's only about three hours between the two of them. Not then, even. Yeah. It's like two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. Each one's less than 90 minutes. Yeah. It's a... 
Yeah, they're, they're not particularly uh, difficult to get through. I did take a break from Encino Man, but, uh, but uh, that's, they're, they're fun. You know, they're, they're not going to change your life or anything. Yeah. There, there's some good laughs in there. And, but yeah. it is nice talking about a new movie for yes. 2020. <laughs> yes, so. seriously. And speaking of new movies, next week we're thinking about doing Shirley, mm-hmm. which is a new Hulu movie about Shirley Jackson, the author of The Haunting of Hill House, and pairing that with Almost Famous for its 20th anniversary. Yes, which is also about uh, a writer. Uh, they're not super thematically similar aside from that, but you know what? We make the show, we make the rules. <laughs> well stated (laughs) Um, that's all i got that's all i've got cool thanks for listening guys